Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. Parkinson. Yeah, we have one every game. Um, you know, we try to put up at least 28 points a game. Um, and, you know, that usually gets it done you know, for our defense. So, um, I mean, yeah, usually put up 28 points, take care of the ball, and um, execute third down and goal zone. Um, yeah, should have a good game. But, of course, you don't want to put a cap on that number to however many points you can score or want to score. But, I mean, yeah, we go in with the goal every game to at least score 28 points. So. That's how we feel, too, Gabe and Grody. Hey, man, we can put up a 30 spot. Oh, you want us to go to 645? Oh, you do? We'll be there. Just put up another 30. Because Parkinson Spiegel, <laughs> who we're filling right. in for it. No, I had a, I'm had eating a carrot. It's just like stupid. Yeah, what? Like they, would you st- you're like Bugs Bunny. Over I got to be healthy, man. I got to lose, in my mind, 20 pounds. But, yeah, well. Um, health thing. We're not, I, not going to get there. No, we're not doing that. Doctor's yeah. orders. Yeah, we're not doing that right now. The DR orders. Just don't give me crap for eating Well, you're just sitting there choking. eating choking. Like, I think you're you're going a little overboard with your With your salad diet and carrots? Here. Yeah. Without dressing, too. Salad without dressing. It's not sustainable. Trust me, not my favorite. You're not going to have sustained success eating like that. No, no, no. The, good, the thing is this, and this is for all my people that do want to watch it in the new year, not diet. Um, you can eat whatever you want, just as long as, you know, in between those meals, you're eating healthily. Okay. So, so what are you planning for a burger later or something? No, or what's no, going on? No, it's that when the opportunity presents itself, I'm not going to feel so bad because okay. I have been eating well. Okay. You just haven't stopped eating since you told me you were on a diet, though. So. Well, carrots, though. <laughs> and hummus. Put, put the fork down, man. <laughs> I, don't need for, I don't need carrots or forks, though. That's true. You don't even like hummus. See, this is not sustainable. Do you guys want too. me to be on this station for, with you guys doing shows or not? I do. If I don't eat You're this carrot, I'm going to die. Here, Eat these eggs. I, I guess we should get to Chris. Too. Take, that, take, that, this. take that clip and put it on when I pass away so that Mark Grody can feel terrible about telling me to eat whatever All right. I want. Hey, man, if you want to come in here eating hummus and carrots every day, <laughs> that's water. fine. That's your predicament, Bugs. Hey, you know, I'm just trying to eat exactly what I know Chris Emma eats when he's at Alice Hall doing these uh, doing these reports. Uh, and he will be joining us right now. Uh, taking over Grody for today. Grody spot for today. Uh, joining us on the Circus Sports Illinois Hotline. It is none other uh, than our Bears reporter, Chris Emma. Chris. Uh, let me guess, hummus and, and carrots right in front of you, too? Absolutely. Every day. Good to have you guys. How are we doing? <laughs> What's going on, Emma? Like yeah. No, I know Emma. Emma likes to – he likes to Emma go Emma strikes to... me as a guy who brings his own food to Hallis Hall. No, he sneaks away from Hallis Hall. So I like, snuck what... away today, too. I did it again. Yeah. Where'd so... you go? 
Uh, local uh, local watering hole called uh, Panera. Get away from uh, the building. Get away from the noise and uh, calm down for a little bit. It's good. That's the antisocial. It. No, it's out. not antisocial. It's it's sometimes you got to get away from the building. We spend a lot of and there's a lot of downtime too, like in between practice and open locker room, where literally it's a couple hours worth where there's nothing going on. And Emma is has a theory that I subscribe to and pro- and will probably start to do as well. Sometimes you got to get out of the building. Yeah. You just got to get out of the building. Do you guys always feel welcome? Or is there moments? It's a little antisocial, for being honest, but that's okay. I, I, I don't deny it. I, I, it's, I don't think I can be blamed for it either. I will come to Chris Emma's defense and say that, you know, he did show up to uh, one of our, like, uh, you know, Miller Lite appearances on his own. Yeah, he did. You know, to come hang out with us. Absolutely. I remember that. So, yeah. you know, social is, is, is in the repertoire, Chris. Emma's a gamer. Uh, butterfly all the way. <laughs> as, as is uh, excellent reporting uh, on the Chicago Bears team. A lot of stuff to talk about heading into this matchup against the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. And, you know, a lot of people have been talking about the Bears' defense. Um, not only, you know, the fact that it's gotten healthier over the season and performed at a higher level, but the addition of Montez Sweat has certainly uh, added to the tenacity of the Chicago Bears' defense. And and some would say that his his play is is kind of intensified by what he sees on the other side of the ball, on on the offense and, and what direction the Bears are heading in. Um, what, what has Montez Sweat said about this offense? Well, yeah, look, this is a guy who, who's really kind of emerged as a star with this team. And you've seen it on the field, but he carries himself that way in the locker room as well. And he's really well-respected. You talk to any of his teammates, you talk to the guys in there, and they'll, they'll vouch for him, saying this is a guy who immediate credibility. Now, as you look toward this offseason, so much of it is based around the future, the decisions that are looming, and in particular at the quarterback position. We've heard a lot of teammates vouch for Justin Fields and saying that's the guy we want to move forward with. Listen, Montez Sweat has an opinion that matters quite a bit in that locker room, and we haven't heard him yet talk about Justin Fields. I asked him today, what are your impressions of this guy since you got into this building here at the start of November, and how has he enhanced that? Here's Montez Sweat. Did we lose Sears? Oh, Sean. Montez Sweat. I've always kind of been a fan on the, on the outside looking in. I've even when we uh, when we was mapped up to play him, Justin's got out. Never don't want to go against, but I really like the way he handles his business. While he come in here, he's the first one out on the field. Sometimes the last one to leave uh, out the building. I mean, he's a hard worker. puts his head down. He doesn't really listen to the outside noise. And yeah, he's real, he's pretty talented too. So yeah, man, I, I love playing with him. I love that Sweat's always got a little something for us. Yeah, pretty talented. Ran for a bunch of yards against us. <laughs> I couldn't catch him. Oh yeah, no, that's where it started. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that game because yeah, it was forty to twenty that final score that Thursday night game in Washington back in early October. Probably feels like worlds ago and, and ages ago for Montez Sweat, but here he is now is a teammate of Justin Fields after trying to chase after him really unsuccessfully as a member of the Commanders in that game, and that was one of the best games, if not the best game, of Justin Fields' three-year career to this point, and. Yeah, he, he's seen it on both sides now. He's You heard it. He, he not only knows how talented he is be going against him, but he's been on that side. He sees a guy who puts in the work, and it's not just the raw talent. It's not just everything that we've come to see of Justin Fields on the field. It's a guy who sees him working his butt off every day in practice and behind the scenes and the way that he carries himself. And I think what Montez Sweat said there really speaks volumes. Matters for the locker room for sure to hear something like that from Montez Sweat. And we've heard those same positive testimonials from many players on both sides of the ball. How much do you think that that matters to Ryan Poles? 
I don't think it does. And I, frankly, I don't think it should. Like, it, it's nice to hear. It, it, it speaks to culture and chemistry and brotherhood in that group. But this is not – none of those things should really matter in terms of the big picture. Like, there's so many more important factors for the Bears as they make this quarterback decision. And we've touched on it, Mark. You know, it's, it's something that you won't really have a full, full answer to until probably – late February and early March around the time that teams are forming their offseason plans for the league new year. But at the very least, it speaks to the character of Justin Fields and the way that he's perceived in that locker room. And and trust me when I say this, it's real. Everything you've heard, the endorsements of him as a teammate, as a player, it's all authentic and it should be believed. We're talking to Chris Emma here on 670 The Score. Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. Uh, Chris, you mentioned, you know, a lot of people giving high praise to Justin Fields. And we've even seen praise – uh, from the defense for Coach Eberflus. I haven't – maybe I'm wrong because I'm not in the locker rooms. You guys are. I haven't heard a ton of praise for for Luke Getze the same way that you hear for Justin and for Coach Flus. Yeah, I, I think part of it, frankly, is the fact that players don't love to talk about their coaches in terms of the decisions. And but whenever you ask about a, a coach and relationship there, you'll hear about, oh, he's a great man. We get you know really click well. But Justin Fields has been asked a few different ways about Luke Getze. And he it, since that – moment in September where he kind of called upon his coaches for a better fitting scheme. He's been really shying away from that. He was asked again yesterday, how do you feel if you believe you've been put in the best position position there to be successful? And he kind of said, yeah, yeah, I do. And ended it there. So you're not going to get a lot of that, uh, whether the feelings are going to be out there or not. It's, it's something that these guys just don't want to get to. But on the other side of the coin, it's Luke Getze. He was up there at the podium today and, fielded a bunch of questions about Justin Fields. Uh, you're about to hear from me asking him the growth of Justin Fields and what he's seen since he took over with the Bears at the start of the 22 season to now. How has Justin Fields grown in the mind of Luke Getze? Here's what Luke Getze had to say. Again, that's a that's a, a, a deeper question than just about where we're at right now. I think what just regarding Justin, there's been a tremendous amount of growth. I mean, where he's... Uh, just in this season alone, how far along he's come, um, you know, taking care of the football, um, being in control of the game. I think that's been the coolest part since he's come back. I just feel like he's in control uh, when he's out there. I think that's been a lot of fun to see. Um, and like he's, like we talked about already, like the sack part of it, he's, he's limiting the sacks. We're not turning the football over, and we're giving ourselves a chance to win those games. And, we're, and now we're doing that. In what ways have you seen him kind of make the, the biggest strides individually? I think there's been a lot of them. I think he um, – you know his ability to uh, to progress is better. His, his footwork is better. I think uh, the protection part of it is outstanding. Um, the completion percentage part of it is good. He's throwing the ball accurately. I think the extended play part of it has been a lot of fun to see him progress through that. Um, so there's been a lot of areas. I'm leaving other stuff out, but I think there's been a lot of really cool stuff that Justin has grown through this year. I love what he pointed out. It's like it's funny though because you know when we do it, Grody, when we say, "Oh, Justin Fields," you know, when we mention things like completion percentage is mm-hmm. up, everybody texts in and is like. Only an idiot looks at his completion percentage. And then you got the offensive coordinator, who I, I, I understand. You can make an argument that you don't like him either. Uh, but, you know, you're bringing up these things because you have to point to something. You have to point to things that you can say, okay, here's where he has improved. Because as a coaching staff, you are on the hook for that progress. So you cannot say nothing. You cannot say, oh, he hasn't improved in any of these areas, even though it hasn't been in the ones that you want him to improve in. You have to point to something so you can have tangible evidence as that, that you are doing your job as an offensive coordinator and a leader of this team. 
Yeah, and no doubt. And, and well, the, I think the thing, if I was asked the question that I asked Luke Getzey, I, I would point to, I think the biggest and most important strides for him, Justin Fields, is the ability to throw on the move. And we've seen him more so from last year where he'd get on the move, he gets outside the pocket, and he'd tuck and run. We looked to make him play with his legs. He said, like, after shattering records last year, like, I want passing records. I'm a quarterback. Yeah. I don't want to be a rusher. He's kind of put he's kind of put it into action this year. You've seen him whenever he gets outside the pocket, whether it's by design from Luke Getzey or extending a play if the pocket breaks down, he's looking to throw. Like look at that player in the first drive on Sunday at Soldier Field is he gets to the left, and that's tough rolling to your backside like that. And he's looking downfield like Cole Command, and he's buying Cole Command an opening. He's kind of pointing him, leading the way, get open, move this way. He hit him. That's a 56-yard strike. Like it's a little bit of improv improvisation there from Justin Fields. And you've seen a lot more of that, the ability to get outside the pocket. Or the Mercedes Lewis touchdown as well, where the defender is drawn in because of Justin Fields' running threat, and you're trying to take that away, and he's looking to throw. There's Big Dog in the back of the end zone for the score. Like, that's the kind of stuff that, in my mind, is the most important growth point of Justin Fields' third year. Yeah, I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, when Justin Fields actually just came out and said, yeah, sometimes last year I would take off for, for no reason. <laughs> and obviously, it was highly successful a lot of the time, but this is what he wanted. This is what Luke Getzey wanted, and maybe Luke Getzey overcompensated early, but everybody you know, wanted him to be a passer, to be a pocket passer. I think that that, that is probably passed, but there are ways to use him to make him an effective passer for sure. Uh, one of the guys that uh, I regret missing today is because he's become a, a fascinating interview subject that he's always got a lot to say is the Bears special teams coach, Richard Hightower, the Tower of Power. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was just talking, he was talking to you guys about something that uh, Gabe and I were just talking about, a certain number 23 that wore a Bears uniform. Yeah, yeah, Richard Hightower. He's uh, you got to love the uh, yeah, the guy. His approach up there at the podium. He oh yeah, up there. He's got a very genuine way about him, and he's always positive. I just got such an appreciation through a season that's had so many uh, so many peaks and valleys. And every week, it's I'm doing outstanding. I, you know, he means that. Yes. So he got up there today, and he wanted to talk about Devin Hester. And look, uh, Devin Hester now third year on the ballot as a finalist. He's hoping to get through this time. It kind of comes down to the idea of voters not valuing special teams, not valuing the return game. We know he's the greatest of all time in the return position there, and I think anybody, no matter who your favorite team is or who you rooted for, they, they would believe that. But special teams coordinators can speak to the value of returner better than any, anybody else. And Richard Hightower does not have a vote for the Hall of Fame. It's an elite and small group of, I believe, 50 voters. But Richard Hightower can speak to how important Devin Hester was as a football player, the way that he changed the game. In fact, Richard Hightower never coached Devin Hester, but he's faced him before and been up against that. Richard Hightower today made the case for Devin Hester. Here's what he had to say. I don't. I think God made only one Devin Hester. I don't think we'll ever see another player like Devin Hester again. I know I probably won't in my time. Some people may. Maybe our kids' kids or somebody will, but the impact that he's had on the game and the way he changed the game is just when you really go back and study it, it's unbelievable. And I don't ever think that you'll see a player change their position the way he changed his position in a return game. I think a lot of people fail to realize, I mean, even when you're watching the modern NFL game, when there's a punt, like on Sunday, you, you'd be lucky 
if you get two, three yards because of how good the defenders are now coming down or how, you know, the, the, these 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 guys catching these punts don't have enough, I don't know, conf- their coaches don't have enough confidence in them to just let them run with it. Like, it's it, 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 totally different than from when Devin Hester was catching a punt and you, you anticipated a 20, 30-yard gain every time. Yeah, and then, man, I mean, and I think this is something that should be added to his case, and I realize this is probably easy and obvious, but the guy started a Super Bowl with a kick return touchdown. One of my great, greatest sports memories in my life. For I mean, sure. how is it not? We all remember where we were when that occurred. Mm-hmm. I was I was in Elgin at my brother's, and he had a young child. We were all going crazy. This kid started crying because the adults Deal were, with it, kid. The, the adults were losing their damn minds. We're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's going down. I was Rick Jamesing it on oh, my couch in I my condo. <laughs> I was there. Dan Reader, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's uh, it's. <laughs> Look, it's one of those triumphant and defining Chicago sports moments, and maybe he's in on the first ballot if the Bears go on to win that Super Bowl. It's different without that part Mm. of it, and it's obviously a very important part of it, but the legacy of Devin Hester, it's just you can't argue against it, and what he meant, it really is kind of a vote of do you value special teams in the return game or not, and it's been a very close vote is my understanding. He's trying to get Devin Hester in. Maybe it's different now. It's not the elite group of finals for the modern era that it's been the last couple of years. Maybe the third time's the charm. We've seen it go before where these guys are on the ballot for many years and have to wait and wait and wait. And I guess it's only fitting, right? The patience was such a part of Devin Hester's game. He's got to be a little bit more patient here, but maybe this is the one. We're talking to Chris Emma right here on 670. The score, Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkins and Spiegel. I know you got some nuggets and tidbits for us as well, right, Chris? Yeah, I'll start with the injury report. Uh, Darnell Mooney remains in the concussion protocol. Uh, he would have to be cleared but just before the game on Sunday to be out there. I'd imagine Tyler Scott would see an increased role if Mooney is unable to go. Cole Komet remains sidelined with a knee injury, did not practice today, undergoing treatment and other, other things to get back out there. He's never missed a game over the parts of four seasons in his career, trying to keep that streak going. Lucas Patrick returned today in a limited role. Uh, his status will be one to follow going into Sunday's game. We'll see if he's able to get clear to be out there as a full participant. Curious about the contingency plan if he's not able to go. Doug Kramer. Uh, th- that might be the one. You might be right, Grody. <laughs> and then Tevin Jenkins uh, was out there as a full participant for a second straight game. Uh, day of practice, I should say. So good signs for him as he tries to get it out there. Nuggets and tidbits um, as well. With Eddie Jackson was named the winner of the Jeff Dickerson Good Guy Award. Voted Woo! on for the player who's most accommodating and, and best with the media. A lot of great finalists. Mark, you can speak to that as well. A lot of really good guys in that locker room. Uh, the award was given today, two years to the date of the passing of our dear friend, Jeff Dickerson. It was a lovely ceremony in which his parents were on hand as well, uh, George and Sandy. And then as part of the award now, the, the Vaughn McClure Jeff Dickerson Foundation is presenting $1,000 to the charity of the winner's choice. Eddie Jackson has his own non-for-profit, which is going to be receiving a donation. Last year's winner as well, Cole Komet, will be donating uh, through the foundation to the Special Olympics. Really excited about that. Uh, we are all wearing, if you're on Zoom here, if you're able to see through our stream, I'm wearing my foundation shirt. Everybody wore their JD shirts today as well. Uh, special emotional day for us here at Hallis Hall, but it was great to honor our late great friend. Yeah, it was great to see you know Jeff's parents out there um, as well, posing for pictures. I saw a great picture of uh, George and Sandy, Jeff Dickerson's parents, with Eddie Jackson out there. So I thought that that was that was a great picture, and just to kind of see the camaraderie out there at Hell's Hall, Emma. Yep, 
Yeah, and look, Eddie's one of the few players on this roster who was able to be to get to, get to know JD. I mean, this is a team of yeah. This roster's been overhauled quite a bit over the last two years, and uh, Eddie really an emo- emotional moment it, 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 for all of us when he looked at George and Sandy and said, "You guys raised a great son." Wow. So, um, yeah, that one uh, pulled the heartstrings pretty Jesus. good for all of us, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's been two years without JD. We miss him, and uh, Brody, you know it. It's just it's been different in the media room without him. But uh, a lot of fun stories shared today, and it was uh, just kind of one of those days where we all kind of knew it was going to be difficult, but it was going to be uh, touching in a lot of ways. And the best thing about it is, you know, you know, obviously, you know, we're all of a certain age where we've you know lost some people in our lives, and you know, not everyone gets the the, the luxury of you know being remembered like this yeah. On, yeah. on this level, year in and year out. Because uh, it is certainly something that will keep his name going for years on end. And so uh, I, as someone who consumed Chicago sports media for quite some time, appreciate you guys doing something like that to elevate those that who, those names that should be spoken for years to come. Yeah. Appreciate that. So, uh, Chris, appreciate you jumping on with us today. Uh, don't worry. Get, take tomorrow off. We got this guy named Mark Grody coming in. <laughs> so, Something like that was that. great. You yeah. did great, Emma. Thank you, real seriously, man. Thanks for doing a great job out there. I know it's it's uh, trying to do what you're doing out there, writing on 670thesore.com, getting the tweets out at CMA670. Oh, yeah, now you got to do Grody's job today, too. So I really appreciate you, man. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Have yep. a good one. Chris, Emma, our Bears reporter right here on 670 Score. Also, uh, you can check him out on the Marquee Network uh, as well. All right, it's Gabe and Grody. And, you know, Grody, a lot of people, what have we been talking about? Number one pick in the draft. Justin Fields, are you going to keep him? How are you going to get the Bears better? What about the free agent class of 2024? Who who from that group do we think the Bears might pluck to add to this team? Mm. I, got, I got some names for you. Okay. On both sides of the ball. So. All right. Uh, so we'll talk about some NFL free agents. If you have some in, in mind as well, feel free to text them in. We'll discuss those. 312-644-6767. A list of free agents that could be helping the Chicago Bears next right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoon. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On the score. WSCR. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I was just walking past. Gabe and I just passed each other in the hallway, which like is really two weird. two ships in the night. That's what it was. I was coming from the kitchen. He was going to the kitchen. And which I got to was... be honest, low-key, I was kind of bummed you didn't 
offer to take my 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 water bottle and fill it up while I was using the restroom. Oh, uh, yeah, I was too focused on me. I was way too focused. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> because I I've had to wait like two breaks to heat up my coffee, which has lasted uh, me the whole show. I got this 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 um, this venti uh, pike here, and I've been like waiting be- uh, to to do it. So I was all about myself. I was like, nobody's gonna stop me. I did it. But as you were walking down the hallway, you're singing that song. I was, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, who sings that? I go, Heart. You're like. That's the name of the band. I'm like, listen to your heart is by heart. I'm like, this is this is stupid. I wish I didn't ask this question, but I knew Grody knew the answer. Somebody said Roxette was not on today's bingo card. Peoria Matt, Roxette. That wasn't Roxette. Okay, Roxette has sing the song, but that was Heart's version. So shout out to Sean Sears. No wonder he fits into our circle. Shout like out to Peoria too. Matt. I I did not know Roxette did okay. a version of that. Was she the original version of that? Well, I, go do some research. I do not. I do not know. Um, hopefully. Uh, Bears Brass will be listening to their hearts when Ooh. trying to decide who will be members of the Chicago Bears next year with this cap space that they have. Some of it will be allocated to current members of the Chicago Bears, i.e. Jalen Johnson. But then there are those that are out there that, you know, can be had, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, for the right price. For the right price if their own teams don't circle back. So we've got some text messages that came in. Uh, so, again, Gabriel Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. Going to be talking about, like, current – free agents that are going to be on the market, people that can be had. Because, you know, you can talk about – you can argue with your friends if you want about Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Or you could throw some a new argument into the mix, which I'm sure everybody will welcome. Mm-hmm. And that is what free agents uh, you could potentially have for the Chicago Bears. All right. Um, there are names, let's, let's start with who the people have been texting in. So that way we'll give them their uh, space. Mike Evans from the 262. Mike Evans is having – a Mike Evans year, mm-hmm. one that doesn't involve him getting older. <laughs> but uh, Mike Evans, for certain, 30 years old, making $16 million a year right now. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, if you pass on a Marvin Harrison Jr., does a guy like Mike Evans interest you? Well, a, a record-setting 10th straight season to start a career with 1,000-plus yards. Unreal. Yeah. So he's just steady. He's steady. How old is Mike Evans? 30. He is 30 on the dot. Yeah. I've always liked Mike Evans, and I think that there's probably a couple of prime years left in Mike Evans, right? I mean, I guess that's a little bit towards the old side, but You yeah. just wouldn't be given 16. I mean, like, okay, here we go. Is Mike Evans going to make more or less than he made last year, mm. next year? 16-5. Wow. Okay, that's a great question. Oh, he'd be asking for more. I mean, he'd absolutely—I don't think he's—I don't think he would settle for— for the same or less, right? I mean, he's still putting up the big numbers, the thousand yards, last ten years. So I think it's more. I think it's more. I think if because I'm trying to think like what teams would be interested in his services. Maybe like a Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Well, for sure. If they finally say, hey, you know what? We're gonna spend some money on the wide receiver position. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm trying okay. to think of who else is in okay. need of an extra wide receiver, but uh, I'm just thinking bear centrically. And yes, my answer is yes, okay. Mike Evans. I'm down with that. From yeah. the eight four seven. Actually, Mike in Geneva, one of our faves. Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle from the Dolphins. Mm, I mean, I, yeah, you, you know, I was talking about yesterday, you still need that that three technique along that defensive line. I don't know if he can do that. but 28. Okay. Only made 3-8 last year, so he's going to want like a little bumpy bump in his uh, in his pay. How much are we into Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens? That's the question. And, you know, we, we have – I was going to say wasted, but we spent a lot of quality time talking about the offense and all of that. One thing that has not been discussed much this year 
is yeah the development of some of these other rookies the, those on defense including Trevon Dexter and Zach Pickens and we talked about Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith who by the way Wani said take one of those guys and make them a safety that was I fascinating. love that I did like that Trevon Dexter signed a four-year six point seven million dollar deal Zach Pickens four years five point seven million steals Two dudes that make more than Jalen Johnson, too. <laughs> I mean, are are they steals? We don't know if they're steals yet. I mean, that's a steal. Even if you even if you're bringing in rotation guys for the next four years and you're paying them a million dollars, that's a steal. Well, if if Zach, I mean, what Zach Pickens done this year? So I mean, I don't know how you could project that as a steal if like Pickens hasn't really done anything. Javon Dexter has gotten better, but he hasn't been like highly impactful. I mean, it'd be nice. Okay, like, I'm, like, I'm I, get, looking, I hear what you're saying. I'm looking but, through the lens of a of a Bears fan, and I'm saying, you know. Javon Dexter, solid so far in terms of being a rotational piece. Okay, a the, solid rotational yeah. and, and, and for a rookie. like that's, I yeah. think that qualifier is really so that's important. What I'm saying. So like for me, I'm like, yeah. that's a win. And okay. then if I think, okay, next year they're going to be better, there's going to be another defensive end on the other side of Montez Sweat. The defense can continue to get better. So if these guys are just playing at their rate right now or even a little better for the next four years, it's a steal. At one, in my eyes, at one point, something. So Brody, when did uh, when did Tommy Harris like explode? Because he was a second round pick, and I, I don't remember him being like first year, like clear cut, like this is the nose tackle of the future. Uh, no, no, he was a three technique. He, he yeah, not right. a nose tackle. Yeah, three. yeah, yeah. It was he, a newer type of situation. Yeah, it was a new, it's a newer type of situation. <laughs> yeah, no, he he kind of blasted off in his rookie year. Like uh, I think it was. I'd have to go back, but I, I don't. Rem- I, I remember him being good from the start. Like unfortunately for Tommy Harris, he he was derailed by injuries. I mean, that was, to me, I always used to comp him, like in terms, I always put him on the list of of great Chicago athletes that never reached their peak because of injuries. I always put him on the same list as Mark Pryor. Tommy Harris was yeah. a badass, but he got injured, and we never got to see that sustained success. That was from tough. Him. He was fun to watch, too. Yeah, he was a badass. It's Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 The Score. We're talking about potential free agents who could be on this team. But before you do that, you kind of got to think about where the Bears are in the present. What is their a salary look like for certain players so you can get an idea instead of just throwing out random numbers and saying, oh, yeah, give them this much, or they might give them this much. Well, why don't you see how much they're paying the people in the current roster right now? All right, I'm going to give a little exercise here. Okay. Sean, you can participate in this. Uh, top 10 guys on the Bears that make the most money. Who are they? Go. Start rattling them off. Okay, uh, Montez Sweat. Top of the list, $24 million. Montez Sweat. Um, let's go with DJ Moore. Number two, $20 million a year. Okay. Um, so we've got those. T- um, how about Cole Komet? Cole Komet. Got to be up there. 12-5, coming in at number five. Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson, number four. Okay. $14.6 million. Okay. Um, oh. Think of some newer guys this year. Newer type of. three. Guy, three. Andrew Billings. No. Is he up there yet? Nope, not no. top 10. Okay. Three guys that got signed oh, this year. Oh, duh, duh. Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds, gotta number be up three. TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards, number gotta 10, 6'5. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Davis. Nate Davis. 10 million Nate coming Davis. in at number eight. Nate Davis. Um, oh, Lucas Patrick? Nope. No. no. Yannick Ngakwe. Ngakwe. 10 5. Forgot about. And the last one. Uh, Cody Whitehair. Cody Whitehair. Yeah, very That's good. That's a good one, Sean. Coming in at number seven. And the last one, Demarcus Walker, $7 million. Okay. Three-year, $21 million deal for the Bears. I, I, I asked you guys to do that so that you could see, okay, well, whoever you might be anticipating or might be coveting, how much money are you willing to give them? Well, damn, nobody's getting $20 million, it seems like, especially if Jalen Johnson's getting in that 
18, 19 range that we were talking about. And you would think guys are going to be below that. You're not going to be bringing in a bunch more $18, $17 million guys. It's going to be, you know, a couple more $10 million guys. What, what, what do those guys look like? That's interesting when you're looking at the free agent market. Well, and that, you're going to find some steals. Hey, that was part of the the Wani theory earlier when he was with us. He was four o'clock. If you want to go check out Wani on the Odyssey app, great segment as always here on the Parkinson Spiegel show. But he he said, yeah, make one of those those rookies a safety. And you know, Tyreek Stevenson seemed to be the guy that that he was thinking about that. So yeah, like, and most people we've talked to are like, love Eddie Jackson, but yeah, you you. you Gobble up that twelve point six million dollars, yeah. and you take it, and you you do something different with it because it's not safety is not considered you know premium position. And he said he did it a couple times in his career. Yeah, with some really good defenders, yeah. and that'd be interesting. Uh, you know my guy, Daniel Hunter. You know that's who I want. Yep. I mean, he made seventeen million dollars last year. Uh, he's twenty nine years old. I just for me, I look at free agency. You know, obviously through the lens of a fan, and I think to my, I try to think like fantasy football. Like, who were guys that were beating me last year <laughs> in fantasy football? That's who I'm drafting next year, and that's how I think about free agents. Where I'm like, oh, Daniel Hunter, yeah, yeah, a little bit older, maybe get him like on a, a shorter deal, but he understands that he could be a part of a really special defense. That's like you like what they did with with Robert Quinn, a little bit older. Yeah, oh, and then yeah. he had the record amount of sacks for the Bears. So I think that's I've got a, I've got two names for you guys. I'm ready. Bring I don't it. know if you mentioned these ones. First one, and they both are kind of like have qualifiers, but uh, Jason Kelsey. He's a free agent next year. A little older. He's Father older. Time, He's going to be 37, you know? I think, yeah. when, he, when, he, when he would sign. He'd be but the oldest free agent available. Honestly, if he could play center, I'm up for it. Okay. That'd be a guy looking at. And then uh, Chris Jones. I don't know if we mentioned him yeah. either. But that's a guy I'm not sure will leave Kansas City. Yeah. But, he, he was talked about this year, remember, or at least for trade, when he right. was he held out, right? Yeah, he, he did. Well, I think he got franchise tag. Yeah. So. Um, you know, one one name here, wide receiver-wise, I saw pop oh, up I on the text this. line and that I see actually at the top of a lot of lists is T. Higgins of the, the Cincinnati Bengals. He's had injuries this year, you know, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons before that. Um, it's very possible, though, that he gets the franchise tag as well. But 24 I think, years old. They're better franchise tag. Yeah, he, he's a big yes for me, though, right? I mean, yeah, he'd have to be. Yeah. He'd have to be at that, that point. That, that is – I mean, you'd be having to really cough it up, though. There are some other guys, you know, that are, that are out there that, you know, if you're thinking like, okay, well, if they do not get Marvin Harrison Jr., I think it's obvious – that they need they need to address the wide receiver room. Yes. And add another talent there. And it could come in the form of another veteran. So those that are available to be had that could, you know, make a difference. A guy like Curtis Samuel would be decent. Mm-hmm. Like a better, I think that would be an upgrade from a Darnell Moody. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of speed. Uh, Michael Pittman. Michael Oh man. Colts. Odell I mean, Beckham that's Jr. just like really I would love that. But oh. you're gonna have to pay a lot of money. How about how about Calvin Ridley? How we feel about Calvin Ridley? I mean, he's back this year after. That's a, that, that's a great name because he's not going to be someone that's going to someone's going to pay him fifteen million. Yeah, but you're going to have to pay him like seven, eight, nine because you know he's good. Yeah, and, and so that's a good one. These are good names. Yep, he's had some drop issues this year, but but, but good names yes. nonetheless. And like when you're trying to think about, you know, who who is at the top of the that pool. Chase Claypool, speaking of pools, <laughs> oh, he's going to be a free oh, agent. Hey, hey, tough you, sled in there. You know, I just saw on this list Darnell Mooney. There he is. That's interesting you bring up uh, Calvin Ridley, though, because I feel like that was the guy that, like, you know, that people were upset the Bears didn't go after when they traded yeah. for Claypool. So, I mean, I yeah. don't know. And I think with Christian Kirk going down, they really expected a little bit more from Calvin Ridley. Right. And 
So and I, they've had Riley Ridley, so he has paved yeah. the way yeah. <laughs> for Calvin. <laughs> There's too. some Ridley legacy at Hallisall. Yeah. I really thought Riley Ridley was going to be good. I thought that was a steal, too. Yeah, fourth-round pick. And yeah, they, they f- nah, I got fooled because I remember Ryan Pace saying, oh, yeah, we we were so shocked that he was there, and the f- we thought we were going to have to snag him in the second round. And, you know, so and I, I, I just thought probably because of the name, too. You know, it's always yeah. got to be like his brother. We'll see. He's got to be good. And then he got injured in camp, and then when he came in, it was like, oh, I don't well, know, Riley. Uh, somebody from the text line has a has a um, a draft prediction. It says mark it down. I thought he said saying mark is your name, but yeah, mark it down. Me. Unless the Bears uh, win both of their last two games, they will draft Roma Dunze from the University of Washington, wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I am. A lot of people like him. I, I here. I would rather they want the free agent route for for wide receivers. Just because of the success I've seen with, and I'm talking about like wanting a veteran guy, because of the success we've seen with DJ Moore, I want something exact and definite that that you know about. Now, look, if it's a Marvin Harrison Jr., I will make that exception. Yeah. But just be seeing the success of getting a guy like in, right smack dab in his prime yeah. in DJ Moore, to me, I was like, give, give me another one of those guys. I don't want to take a chance on a wide receiver. I, 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 I want to validate your feelings. Because I under, understand that we've move. seen DJ Moore and his success, but man, there were a lot of receivers that came out in the first round this year that are that have left their mark on the game. You know, we talking about Jordan Addison yeah. playing at a high level. Zay Flowers just had himself a game uh, on Monday, right? Uh, uh, Quinn Johnston didn't pan out the no. way most people thought. No, um, I know I'm missing one more. There's one more receiver taken in the first Drake round. Drake London? No, that was last no, year, was right? Last year. Yeah. Somebody else. And he, by the way, he's not. He is. He's been lost in Atlanta. You get the uh, the Seahawks guy. Jackson oh, Smith. Jackson Smith and Jigba. There you yeah. go. Thank you. Oh yeah. Uh, from USC. So I mean, yes. you know, there, there were some really good receivers out there this year. Yeah, there's no doubt. And so there's you know, no doubt. And there's a lot coming out this year as well. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, but we will continue this Bears conversation uh, on the other side. Scoop Jackson is going to be hanging out with Scoop. us at the six o'clock hour because Gabe and Grody, two of the hardest workers here. Uh, we don't go to 6 o'clock. Nah. Mm-mm. That's for full-timers. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we go to 645, right, baby. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, more Bears talk on the other side with Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel right here on The Score. Oh, check me out, man. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score. Uh, it is the remixed version of Parkinson Spiegel. It's Gabe and Grody filling in uh, on a wonderful Thursday here in the city of Chicago. And, you know, we like to take care of you here. Not only is it, you know, Grody and I know overnights very well, and we, we know that we take care of the people overnights, but, you know, we do it everywhere. Football Mondays, you know, we bring in some of the, the best guests here. Wani comes in on Thursdays. Uh, and that's for, like, you know, those of you listening, whether it's on the Odyssey app, in your car. Uh, but we also want to take care of our small businesses as well, those that, that run them. And I, as someone who runs a bar now, know how difficult it is. Uh, to to run a business and get people inside your doors. Speaking of, I'll give a vulnerable moment. We're actually closing our doors. What? January 8th. I know. It was grand opening, grand closing quickly. Again, because I know how difficult it is. Yeah. And that's why I know you know what we're doing here on The Score, giving away this free 30-second commercial uh, during the, the Super Bowl broadcast. It means a lot to to a lot of these uh, a lot of these companies. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. By the way, uh, January eighth is uh, one day before my birthday, so that's what I thought of when you said that. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, local play. I was out at uh, one of my favorite places last night. And I'm thinking about them right now. The D four out there in Streeterville. I suggested D four. You said you weren't going there. No, we ended up. 
We we went. I was like D four, and you're like, hmm. we, we went. I go there on too many first dates. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why. That's my home place. Yep. Don't be telling that sorry, secret. Sorry, sorry. I, thought, I, I thought it'd be funny. Oh yeah, and every time I go too, I say, tell me about your French onion soup. <laughs> That's great. Knowing damn well how good it is. Oh, absolutely. I know exactly the best places to sit. I know the whole thing. But no, we yeah, we went through and these are other places that could jump in. I mean, we 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 talked about Morton's. Uh, I don't remember why that that and then Miller's Miller's Pub. That was that was the original. Phenomenal Tom and Jerry. Yeah, but the guy went Mark Carmen of CHGO. Mark Carmen. Yeah, Carmo kept changing it on me. So maybe it's better if we go here. Better parking over. Yeah. So Mark Carmen. You know, when I was doing like first, first, first doing sports stuff, you know, four or five years ago on Sports Talk Live on NBC Sports, Mark Carmen and I, when we would be on together, you know, he he would it would be the equivalent of like a David Hall treatment. How I talk about him and how nice yes. David Hall was to me in those moments. Yes. Like Mark Harmon was the exact same way. Very welcoming, very nice. You know, didn't hold his, you know, sportsness over me like maybe some yeah. people would do. Uh, he wasn't like that. So I was glad you guys got to hang out yesterday. Yeah, and all we talked about was what, what's going to happen with the Bears. I'm not, not even kidding. Like an hour's worth of going through everything and trying to figure it out. All right. Well, Morton's probably doesn't need the help of, of 670 to score. But there are some local businesses that are out there. And, again, it's called Score Big for Your Business. You can win a 30-second Super Bowl commercial. Uh, 670thescore.com slash contests. That's where you should go. And if, and if you're not an owner, maybe you're an employee that's there. Maybe you got a cousin or an uncle that has one of these businesses. Get them on, man. Russ Matera with the big voice is going to be talking about it. No, hell yeah. And I'm sure all the day parts are going to be mentioning it as well. It's we the Super show Bowl, love. man. Yeah. So make sure you guys go ahead and do that. Yeah. Uh, it is Gabe and Grody here on 670 The Score. Going to be talking to Scoop Jackson in just a little bit about this Chicago Bulls, man. Bulls, you know, shocking the world right now. You know what's crazy? is like when you look at their record over the last, you know, whatever, 12, 13 games, it's like when was the last time the Bulls had a stretch like that? Just in general, where you you had a good feeling about bull, the Bulls and you thought to yourself, like, they could win every game that was in front of them as opposed to trying to find a game that they could win. We had buried the Bulls <laughs> earlier in the season. Early. Like, if, if you had, had had any doubts that, remember, that the Bulls, that they should have done more in the off. It was like, okay, it's over. Yeah. Break them up, and here they are now. 14 and 18, ladies and gentlemen. Make Put it a play. Put them in the Hall of Fame. Put them in the Hall. <laughs> Because you know what's you know what's funny is that you know the first couple of games after Zach wasn't there and I made I thought I was making some grand proclamation. Mark it down, Bulls will make the playoffs. I heard you say that. And too. then like a week later, you know everyone was like, "Yeah, duh, they're gonna make the playoffs because they're good." And you're like, "No, no, this is supposed to be like a, a, <laughs> some some amazing wizardry that I was doing." But the bear, the Bulls are there, fourteen and eighteen, fourth in the Central, already in the playing situation. It, uh, Grody, answer me this. Barring injury, it can only go up for the Chicago Bulls, right? No. Not necessarily. Like, there's part of me, and I can, I'll ask Scoop this, like, is, is, when will this wear off? Because guess what? Even if you don't like Zach Levine, you're still missing a star. You're still, unless you think Kobe White is for real, and that's another question. I think the team is for real. I think the team, and we've seen Bulls teams like this where yeah. they, they play well as a team. Well, see, and the problem with that, too. And then they lose too, in the first round of the playoffs. That's why I say that you have, ladies and gentlemen, two. the Scott Skiles Chicago yeah. Bulls. Yes. That's what, And they were fun to watch, man. I love Lou Aldang and Andres Nocioni and Ben Gordon. Better, better than what I've been watching for the last year and a half. I mean, that's true if you can handle that. And it's funny because we all hated the idea of having to deal with that again. That's why the Derrick Rose, Powell Gasol, Jimmy Butler, that Bulls team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals was, okay, there's a star there. 
there. Yeah. That's what was always missing with the Kirk Heinrich Bulls. I'm sorry I left Kirk Heinrich's name out of that Captain Bulls Kirk. team. That's right. Man, I love Noach so much, man. The Argentinian assassin. I always wanted to have a Spanish conversation with him. You know? With who? I'm sorry. I was looking at the text line. Andres Nocioni. Oh, Andres Nocioni. I promise, guys, we actually like each other. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, <laughs> Doesn't Scoop mean we Jackson. listen to each other. <laughs> no, I know. Scoop Jackson is going to be hanging out with us. Hopefully he listens to our questions. Uh, but he will answer whether or not um, the Bulls will make it into the playoffs. Sans play in. And uh, let us know how long the Bulls can keep this up for. Scoop Jackson joins us next. It's Gabe. It's Grody. It's Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Here's Zeros and keeps the dribble alive. Setting a bio right corner three. Bam! Back to back to back. Jerks! We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 